Welcome to Anthropology of Girlhood, a girlhood podcast about lying on your resume. I'm Alexa Ray Hack. I'm a comedian and storyteller, and I use she, they pronouns. My name is Micah Silvern. I am an elementary educator, and I use they, them pronouns. Today we're talking about 1998's Mulan, a trans and non-binary staple movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I if feel- you are a trans mask person and you were not obsessed with this as a child, you're wrong. <laughs> you were. Pretty simple plot. Mulan tries to save her father from being enlisted in the army and runs away and pretends to be a boy so that she can fight in his place and then shenanigans happen yeah if you want to like get updates from us our twitter while twitter is still alive is uh at anthro 267 it's it's a joke it's like a it's like a university listing Glad you got I'm, to explain I'm the very joke. Funny. You're very funny, so you had to explain the joke. Yeah. You can leave a review on Apple Podcasts and rate us as well. Please and thank you. And as always. Also, also, if you really like us, honestly, the best thing you can do for this podcast is just like find your softest friend <laughs> and tell them about us. If we just meet, if if our podcast only ever reaches all of your softest friends, I will have succeeded. As, anyway. Anyway, as always, thank you and enjoy. I don't think it surprises anyone that this is one of my big comfort movies. <laughs> yeah, no, I think at this point, this is not only a ba- uh, this is not only a bisexual staple movie. It is also a trans mask staple movie. Yeah, like it's just part of the culture. If yeah. you don't like Mulan, you don't belong. <laughs> I think when I said to you, hey, Micah. In 2023, I want to do an animated movies run so we can talk about the Disney catalog. Your response was, I can't wait to talk about Mulan. Yeah, that that (laughs) sounds about right. That checks out. Uh, You know, it's. I, I watched it on repeat. You know. I bet. I had Mulan on had ice. had a lot of big feelings about this movie that you weren't really sure where they were coming from. Didn't know what, why, but I even had Mulan on ice, like a video recording of the like ice capades wow. version they did. Yeah. No, it was it was a hyper fixation for a long time. That's but, amazing. Yeah. It, uh, I, I love this movie. It's still, it holds up too. Like it is still a fucking good movie. Yeah. Which is not always the case with these Disney movies. Yeah. It's definitely of the ones we've watched so far. The one of the ones where I was like, oh, I'm actually like, this is actually fun to watch and not just like a chore that I'm doing. Yeah. No, I think we're finally like, this is kind of like the start of like, oh, these are fun now. Right. Yeah, these are more fun than they are trouble. Yeah. Right? The, like, fun to trouble ratio is really starting to get under control. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, there's just, like, there's there's so much good trans stuff in here. There's so- even, even if you're not trans mask specifically. There's just such good the, trans feels. The, the whole song, When Will My Reflection, or whatever yeah, the song is called. Yeah, yeah. Like, that is a, a trans anthem. Yeah, like, it that's is. That's 100% every bit 
That's a trans feeling. That's a trans that's, feeling. That's a trans experience you're describing. Uh, not knowing how to talk or walk or how you. Oh are. my god! That that's trans. It took so long for me to reteach myself to walk. Yeah. And still, every once in a while, somebody will call me on it, and I'll be like, "Motherfucker, do you know how hard it is to reteach yourself to walk?" Do you know how hard it is to reteach yourself how to talk? Yeah. Like my ki- one of my kids mentioned the other day, they're like, why do you do that with your voice? I'm like, do what? And you're like, sometimes it sounds lower than one other times. And I was like, it's because uh, I pay attention during those times. And the other times <laughs> I don't. I'm not paying attention. Don't say anything. Yeah, even if I hear, like, old recordings of myself, because, like, I have old sets and stuff right. saved. Um, even if I hear old recordings of myself, I'm like, oof, I talked like that? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know her. I, yeah, no, my voice is, like, still definitely higher than I like, but it's always going to be. Right. Um, <laughs> Same, but reverse but like i'll hear like old clips of me and i'll be like oh it used to be worse yeah it used to be worse t is working it's fine yeah at least t is on my side and like helps like yeah a little bit yeah but you didn't have to go through the voice cracks at 20 that's true you got to do it at a normal age do it at a normal age with my peers no i was 22 and sounding like a 14 year old boy yeah but I went through my blue eyeshadow phase when I was 25 years old That's and I worked in an office. True, so you did. Who's the real loser here? <laughs> the answer look, is always me. <laughs> look, everyone goes through a blue eyeshadow phase. You it's have just to. part of it. Just like everyone goes through a my whole personality is that I'm queer phase. Like it's yeah, not a bad thing. It's part of the process. You just got to live through it and learn. It's fine. I'm really happy for Gen Z that they have makeup tutorial videos so they don't have to suffer That's through that. Fucking bullshit. <laughs> I'm glad your life is easier than it was mine. Isn't that no, the whole like, That is the the point of society right. is that kids should have it easier than we had it, but also like, What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> We looked so bad for so long. Oh, it was not good. Having to copy looks out of Seventeen magazine. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's not fun. I mean, I guess technically I did have access to the internet when I came out. I just didn't use it appropriately. Yeah, you don't really think about that kind of thing when you've got other things on your mind. Also, like, when you're first coming out, like, it doesn't, I mean, for me anyway, it, like, didn't occur to me at first that like there would be like a wrong or a bad way to do it and like there isn't but there are bad and wrong ways to do your makeup for example yeah (laughs) no and like i also think that like we both came out and kind of like Okay, so preface this by saying there has always been trans people. There will continually be trans people. This is not a new phenomenon. That being said, we kind of came out in like the first wave of trans awareness on the internet, I feel like. The Tumblr generation? Yeah, the Tumblr generation of like there weren't like no one had like resource lists for you and you like weren't really like thinking about like how do I get perceived this right. way you were more thinking of like oh there is something wrong with me right I think especially as like 
like non-binary people, yeah. right? It's like there wasn't really a mold to start going right. after and then or trying. Tumblr was where we kind of like created a community for ourselves. Yeah, and like created labels for a lot of this stuff, and like first figured out that there was a thing that we were right. Because, yeah, I distinctly remember it was never that I was a man. That was never my gender thought. It was just, I'm not a woman. Right. Which is a terrifying thought when you don't know what you are. Yeah. <laughs> when you're just like, uh, gender? Who's she? <laughs> right. Yeah. For me, for a long time, it was just like, I don't know what my gender is, but it's not man like it's, it's not, not man this and is like wrong. i need it to just be nothing for a while but yeah yeah no obviously this movie really hits on a lot of like totally trans feelings and like i think it also has such good depictions of like good masculine and feminine balance mm-hmm. like i think you have depictions of like a few different types of femininity and also like comments on how like much of it feels like a trap to be hyper femme and like how much work goes into being like the female standards as well as having like a good balance of you know you've got gross men being gross men but Mm -hmm. like also you have good examples of like being a man without being with being a man in a different way and right. not being so determined in those aspects. Right, right. Yeah, there's definitely yeah, a variety of sort of like gender ideas in this movie. Yeah. One of the first opening numbers, the like bring on us to us all number. Yeah. I like really connected to in a different way this time around. I connected this movie in a much different way this time than I have yeah. in the past, which is really interesting because i've seen this movie a hundred times mm-hmm. and like to see it in a new light completely is really interesting um but the whole like the whole number of bringing uh the whole number is like she's getting ready and like being put into this very tight box of what femininity is right. and doing everything she's supposed to do right and like ends up like still not being enough which right. was like oh i remember that feeling yeah. like of like i am studying and doing everything everything i'm supposed to do Mm -hmm. i am you know everything i can to be perceived as pretty and beautiful so i have value right and it still ends up not being enough enough. because it's it's, something is different about you and because it's not something superficial that someone can like no put a thing on it's that fundamentally they are putting you in a box where you don't belong yeah exactly and like I really, I think this is also like one of the first Disney quote unquote princesses that we have who isn't in a dress. Yeah. Like for the majority of the movie. Right. She's in armor, which is like, as a kid who was like loved wearing pants, I was always like, yes, yes. Uh And I think that's why I like Jasmine's outfits too. Right. Like it wasn't pants. It was pants. And it was like, you know, something that's a little bit more like quote unquote gender neutral. Yeah. Which makes sense for me and then sort of the other end of that spectrum let's get down to business as much as it like you know goes it's it slaps it does definitely have some like pretty narrow ideas of like what masculinity yeah is supposed to look like yeah it's and granted like this is masculinity in the context of military training right so it's gonna be narrow it's gonna be you know sort of like violence 
focus. But I think like we are meant to see that like, I mean, maybe not we are meant to see this, but I think you could support an argument that this movie would say that like all gender is a trap. Yeah, right? that like absolutely. The only and this maybe I this is something I'm putting on this movie <laughs> because it is an essential philosophy of mine. I think is that like the only gender that is appropriate is one that is like personal and expansive, right? Yeah, that like. There's no way that a culture can possibly define your gender for you. No. Because human beings are diverse and complex. Yeah, no. And, like, you can have similar experiences to people and you can find totally community within those experiences. Mm-hmm. But gender is as unique as fingerprints. Right. And they're so fluid in a way that, like, I, I know that I, my gender fluid ass says this a lot. So, yeah. like, I understand not everyone's is as fluid as mine. Mm-hmm. But, like, gender is fluid and, like, is not a static point yeah. that you just get stuck with. Totally. And, like, I feel like this is, you know, it, gender is not just a static point that you're assigned and you get stuck at. It's this weird section of you that just like reacts to the world around you mm-hmm. like i at least in my experience gender has always been more reactive than performative yeah and like i'm not performative because everything's a fucking performance because i'm yeah. autistic but, but i i truly do think of my gender as like a relationship it's yeah like a thing that i know like a friend of mine who lives in my head yeah gender has always been like alive it's never been like right right just a label right it's not a it's not it doesn't feel like it's a label or it feels like it's a creature yeah that has grown and changed throughout our complicated life together yeah sometimes changes based on the weather yeah right like because like i definitely when i was a kid i i was a girl like there was no i didn't have the like questioning it when i was a kid like i i I still consider myself like growing up a girl like i personally don't feel the whole like i've always known kind of like i haven't had that like i've always Mm -hmm. known kind of thing and i was so I was so who I was that like it was it might have been not true, but it was true enough to me that it like became my truth. And so like I don't like I try not to like consider those years as loss Mm -hmm. for what I could have had. Totally. Because one, if you do that, it's going to just pull you down and it's it's a a good way to make yourself sad. It is. Um, But two, like those years the first 20 years of my life trying to fit into femininity and trying to like understand what girlhood was because I didn't understand it completely made it so much easier for me to like start questioning my gender when I got older Mm -hmm. and had the language and the opportunity to explore and figure it out that I don't think I would have had at 12 or 13 years old that like I would have been just too overwhelming and my brain would have gone. Nope. Yeah. Where, you know, when I was 20, I like could finally go like, Oh, I've been doing this my entire life. 
Yeah. Now I'm just changing the language and looking in new places. Yeah. See where I I sort of have I I'd had have always had that like voice that was like this is this ain't it. But like I truly like don't like for a long time I truly just thought of myself as like a genderless person and yeah. like I kind like I I kind of still do to right. some extent to a, an extent that varies day to day. Yeah. I think this is funny. This might be an experience that you relate to where when you have you use multiple pronouns. Yeah. People will sometimes ask you which do you prefer? Yeah. And like and like I truly don't care. Like I like she they because like I truly don't care which one you use. But also I my my true answer to that question is like the question that no queer person wants me to say which is like i want you to guess yeah i want you to look at me in the moment and think what you think the correct pronoun is in that moment because you're probably right yeah right like if in that moment i look like a they to you then probably you're, you're probably correct but if in the moment i look like a she to you then like that is that is the one yeah i definitely i like my double use of pronouns is more social for social reasons mm-hmm. than for like feeling it. Cause like I am not a, I'm not a man. I'm not mm-hmm. like, I am barely a masculine person. Yeah. Like my masculinity is very, very soft, but I still pass, which is weird. And yeah. I is a weird trip for me. Um, but I pass as a masculine person And so as someone who has exclusively used they, them pronouns, it was one thing when we were in Seattle Mm -hmm. and like there were, you can think about it. And like, there are other non-binary, like I am really lucky and I work at a school with other Mm non-binary teachers, which is incredible. But like, I don't want to have that conversation with every person I meet. Right. When you're out in public and someone sees your beard and they just say, he, he I'm just like yeah whatever. fine whatever it's and it's like it's never right but like it's close enough that I'm just like I don't have the energy. I don't have the energy I'm not gonna fight you on this yeah but yeah I definitely I do know the feeling of like there are definitely days where I'm just like no take your best guess because right now I don't care right and like whatever you perceive me as I also want to know yeah that's I thought you might relate to that experience because I know that you sort of slide back and forth gender wise yeah. a little more than I do yeah well it also depends on how warm it is outside <laughs> exactly I like I've been looking at my closet and like it's like most because we moved over the summer like it's mostly my femme clothes for the mm-hmm. summer and I keep looking at them like I should throw them away I never wear them and I go it's March in three, three months, months you're, you're gonna, gonna want these. it you do this every year you uh-huh. throw away your winter clothes when you and you're like I'm never gonna wear these again just hold on to them <laughs> You're going to want that skirt. Trust me. Yeah, I do, I would do that with my mask clothes. Like in the, the you know, the summer yeah. comes and I'm like, who's that? Who are they? I don't know them. And I'm like, I don't need all this stuff. And then it gets cold and I'm like, oh, no, I made a mistake. I think that's also partially to do with the neurodivergence of like, I just forget. 
Like, like yeah. I don't remember what I felt yesterday. Like, yeah. you know, like I, it's so like, it's so like stop and go and blank. So like, I don't remember what it feels like to want to be femme. So I'm like, it's never going to happen. Yeah. But I'm like, no, it's going to happen. don't have object permanence. No. And then I look at my makeup brushes and I'm like, ooh, that would be fun. Yeah. Like, I think the speaking of the sort of like expansive idea of gender in this movie like when her, Mulan's like fellow soldiers like have to go in drag at the end yeah. to like get into the palace or whatever like it's not a joke no it's not right like there's like a joke about like you know aren't you a little ugly to be a concubine like something like that but it's not a joke about like their femininity right or that they are less men for doing this thing no it's just accepted which is super cool and like honestly like all of the drag we have seen in disney has not been questioned yeah like it especially with the current discussion around drag and the current culture around drag yeah having it be so normalized and just be Mm -hmm. like people do this yeah is incredible right and especially in like movies that millions of people see right yeah it can just be a thing you do and like sometimes it can just be a performance and like sometimes it's practical right and yeah i don't know i mean i feel like it's personally like all gender is drag for me (laughs) like that how very autistic of yeah. you yeah no i know i realize this um i know who i am and this is where i come from but like yeah because like gender is a performance and drag is just like that performance turned up to a hundred uh-huh. which like i think people forget is the points right and like ha- it has been kind of lost I, I honestly bit. I honestly think that the hatred of drag from our like conservative pol- like pundits and whatever yeah. the, like conservative right in this country is exactly about that. I think they are afraid of people realizing that gender is not real. Yeah. I mean there anytime you have to question anything about your reality they get scared. Right? Exactly. Like I don't think I think they are truly afraid of the idea that something they have staked so much of their life and existence on is a fiction that like you have to defend an idea like that. right? Yeah. Because it requires so much more work on your part to real have that realization that it is a fiction and that that means you have to reconsider what is a fundamental part of your identity yeah which like i'm not gonna say it's fucking easy no like it's not sucks it's awful but like it's such important like but it's important it's important and like it's like i will know myself better than someone who has not questioned their gender will know themselves. Right. Like I have like, there's no way for you not to. to, Right. I like, I've spent so much fucking time looking at myself that like, Mm -hmm. I know who I am. And like, I don't know how I can get along with people or like interact with people who haven't done that work Mm -hmm. because like, it's 
I've the work just turns into such like a fundamental basis of like how I see the world and like all because like once I think it's also part of the fear is once you start to question one thing you start to question everything exactly and like that's exactly the fear which is you know I get it's scary but Mm -hmm. like you should question everything yeah like don't take things for granted your life is going to be so much better and you're going to understand things so much better if you just keep asking questions yeah i really appreciate that for one of the first times in disney in the disney catalog we have a princess that is valued for her brain and not her looks yeah because like mulan has shown over and over that she can think yeah and that she like can think quick on her feet that she's clever that Mm -hmm. she sees things that other people don't see and it's not focused on, oh, look how pretty she is. Right. Because she's in drag the entire time. Yeah. Which is incredible. Cause like, and also because I think, like, this is not really depicted in the movie, but, like, I think we are meant to imply from the opening scenes with the matchmaker that she's, like, not especially pretty either. Yeah. She's kind of plain. Yeah. Yeah. I, like... I really appreciate I think that was one reason that I like really clicked with this movie and really held on to this movie was because I was like, oh, you can be valued for more than your looks. Right. Which you didn't really see in other movies at this time. Yeah. Especially for like femme children. Right. I know we've been talking about this a lot lately, but do you want to talk about parental expectations? Yeah, I was going to say that's a big one in this one. I mean, I feel like the whole theme of the entire 90s run of Disney movies is live up to your parents' expectations or else. Right, right. Which, again, does Disney Animation Studios need to go to therapy? Right. They need to talk to their, like, boomer and silent gen parents is what they need to do. Yeah. Because, holy shit. Because, like, of course a bunch of creatives were, didn't feel like they left lived up to their parents' expectations. Yeah, of course. <laughs> These people draw cartoons for a living. Amazing cartoons. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, it's in great still. work. But still, like, you know, in the generation of, like, everyone should be a doctor. Right. So, but like, also, like... I mean, this happens a lot, and I'm also going to try not to, like, point out all the cool Chinese stuff in this movie. But, like, that's also, like, a very Confucian idea. Like, one of the central ideas of Confucianism, which is one of the, like, organizing philosophies of Chinese culture, is, like, respect for family and your parents specifically. And, like, specifically that the interests of your family and your parents come before yours. Interesting. There's a line that Mulan's father says to her uh, when she's like acting out, um, when she's like trying to, uh, they're like at dinner after he gets called into the military and she's like trying to speak to him to like get him not to go. And he's go like snaps at her. is like, I know my place. It's time you learned yours. Yeah. Which like, is a mood that I did not realize I felt. Yeah. Like I connected a lot harder with that line this time mm-hmm. than I did when I was a kid or I realized as I did as a kid. Cause like the, especially as like an eldest daughter or like an only daughter, I suspect is a similar feeling it, to have the, like it feels like you have the fight drilled out of you and like you're not allowed to like mm-hmm. question why all of this pressure is put upon you or question why 
anything is happening and you just have to be okay with it and go along with it. Yeah. And like that is, and know that this is where this is your place. This is where you belong is yeah. like being sit still, be quiet. Don't question things. Yeah. Which is like, was not who I was as a child. So having someone who's like, nah, fuck that. Yeah. was incredible. Totally. Yeah, to have someone give you permission, and I mean, I think this is probably like an autistic child experience, but to have someone give you permission to like break the rules. Yeah, totally. It's massive. That was huge for me. Like as a kid, it just like didn't occur to me that you could break rules. No, absolutely not. Like it just wasn't did not compute. a thing in my brain. No. I was like, oh, these are the rules. This is how we do things because yeah. these are the rules. Why would you make them rules if you didn't have to follow them? Anyway. <laughs> I get it. I very much get it. <laughs> Don't make rules. Like, yes. And like, as I gotten older, I've realized, yes, there are many rules that you should break. Yes. Um, but like, many I, of them are stupid. Many of them are very stupid. But I think that this movie was the first time that I had the ability to go, oh, I can say no. Yeah. I can, I can, I can do something different than what I'm being told. Right. I can do my own thing. I can follow that instinct that says something is wrong and Mm -hmm. I need to do something differently. Mm -hmm. And even if you're not a trans person. No, like that is a feeling that you can identify. Yeah. That is like a universal feeling of like we, as young kids, we are pretty much like told where to go, what to do, you know, all of this. And like, you don't question it cause you're four. Right. Um, and then, cause like this movie came out in 98. So I was four. Four. So like, yeah, it, 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 to like have someone go, no, you can, you can fight. Yeah. You can say, you can talk back and it's okay. And people will understand eventually. Yeah. Like, it's not going to go great right away. Yeah. But, like, if you have something to say, keep fucking saying it. Yeah. Which, fuck, everyone needs to hear that. And it's just also, like, the the brain fuck of putting the expectations of your family's name onto the shoulders of like a a not fully baked human being. No, thank you. Your children are not your legacy. They are your children. Yeah. Don't have kids just so your name lives on. Right. That's not how kids work. Right. It's just like, it's a good way to remind your children that they like cannot ever possibly be successful enough. No, because they have to be successful for like, generations and generations of people in either direction and like that's literally impossible yeah no it's you know and having like if you do have like a quote-unquote legacy of greatness having that pressure to like have to keep going and not being able to fail right it's gotta be immense yeah and like having to shoulder that as an adult is hard having to shoulder it as a teenager right right. is ridiculous and like we know from experience like we know from like education studies that like failure is what makes people learn yeah like you learn because you do stuff badly and you learn how not to do it again yeah so like 
if you expect kids to be successful all the time, you're just setting them up to to abandon everything that they ever try. Yeah. Because like part of the learning process is going to be doing a bad job. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, let kids fail. It's important because no one can be perfect and be happy. I think people can achieve perfection. I just don't think they're happy about it. Which I think is in itself a detraction from perfection. Yeah, I'd rather be happy. Yeah. Okay, I know I said I wasn't going to be, like, I wasn't going to bring up all of the Chinese stuff. Yeah, but you wouldn't be you then. Right. So when Mulan is in drag... She goes by Ping. Right. Which, okay, so here's the thing. You wouldn't call, in in Chinese in general, you almost never call someone by a single character, like a single right. phoneme, right? Uh, that's just not, it, it's considered like, intensely intimate right like your spouse might do that right. but no one out that would be like calling a stranger a pet name it would be very gross yeah it, it just fucking gets under my skin every <laughs> single time like they're at a thing there needs to be he needs to be yeah ping, ping or something anything else just because if you have a one-syllable name, then you have to use the family name all right. the time. That makes sense. So she could be Fa Ping. That's fine. But she can't just be Ping. It doesn't... You can't do that. That's not how things work. That's not... Anyway. <laughs> that's my last... It's not going to be... It's not. It's not. It's not. It's Okay. Look, we talked about gender for like 20 minutes. You can talk about Chinese (laughs) culture. It's okay. (laughs) Despite this movie's vast array of gender, we still have a lot of fucking misogyny in this movie. Yeah. Like, there are constantly like, oh, you do this like a girl. Don't be a girl. You hit Mm -hmm. like a girl. You scream like a girl. Like, Jesus fucking... Like, I get that it was probably done on purpose to be like, Mm -hmm. she's a girl and still beating all of this, but it is just relentless. Yeah. And also, like, we still have, like, characters whose gender is a joke. Yes. Right? The the clerk... uh, Chifu. Chifu. Yeah, like it's sort of a joke that he's effeminate and it's right. sort of like funny that he's in such a masculine environment surrounded by masculine people and he is not in any way masculine. Yeah, and then we have the matchmaker who's the opposite, who's in a very femme situation and is presented as more masculine. Yeah. Yeah. Which also, like, she is coded as masculine in that she is also fat. Yeah. Which is a tricky... Wow. I have like uh, an hour's worth of <laughs> thoughts about that association. But it is something we have seen before. Yeah. Like you can sort of see the same thing in Ursula. Yeah. Right? Who's supposed to be coded as kind of masculine. Right. Because she is fat. Yeah. And she also has the sort of deep growly like... Um, <sighs> She's got such a good voice though. Drag queen voice. Yeah. I love her drag queen voice. I think we need to acknowledge that 
Mulan, like every character, like the hero in basically every every Disney movie, every movie that we've ever encountered comes from a wealthy family, right? Yeah. The fact that they have like multiple horses that she can steal, yeah, a her- full suit of armor, and a sword that she can just take like that's they're a very wealthy family they're very her father is a war hero yeah like they're she is set yeah and like and we only ever see stories yeah really princesses are always rich from rich families yeah even like poor families in movies are like middle class poor they're never like they're not poor 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 because like poor poor is not a fun thing to look at yeah it doesn't yeah like it's not because real poor people don't have the like freedom and access to do all these like fun things. No, no, they don't. And we, we can't do adventures. We're too busy surviving. Right. <laughs> and like, if there is a f- movie about like someone who's poor, it's never a hero's tale. It's never like an adventure. It's always like porn drama porn. Right. And like, or, or it's about fixing them and making them not poor anymore. Right. And like someone magically comes down and fixes everything. Right. For exactly. Them, which is not how the world works. No. Because if it did, I would be living in a much different situation right now. Right. Um, but I think it's a fun fiction for rich people to tell themselves that they yeah. can just like fix poor people. If anyone fix of our poor. listeners are rich and want yeah, to feel like, like fixing to poor people, fix some poor people. I am open to, for fixing. Once again, I work in special education. I could use some help. Do you want to do a lightning round? Let's do a lightning round. I love the opening scenes of this movie. Yeah. I, th- I love a good bit of like quick expo- uh, exposition that mm-hmm. like explains what the stakes are. Yeah, and they do it in like two minutes, and it's great. It's, yeah, there's no long exposition. And you're also not like confused at yeah. any point. I I love the art style in this movie. It's so good. Like it's very clear that they studied like traditional Chinese art. Yeah. And, like printing and stuff. The credits are gorgeous. Yeah. And the fact that everything is like a little bit lower detail. Like yeah. it's kind of low detail. Um, yeah. It's amazing. It's gorgeous. I think one of the reasons I love this movie so much is because it showed a loving but complicated relationship between a father and daughter. Yeah. Because, like, on the one hand, we have her father, like, snapping at her, telling her to learn her place and live Mm -hmm. up to family expectations. But at the same time, when she doesn't do well at the matchmaker he comforts her and is like no you're enough it's Mm -hmm. okay and like the last line of his is like the greatest honor the gift the greatest gift of honor is having you for a daughter gets me every fucking yeah totally me too i was in fucking tears i was in tears but like it's not just good or bad it is complicated and has like depth and different reactions Mm -hmm. depending on it and as someone who had like a kind of like back and forth depending on the day relationship with their dad like yeah that's what it's like it's not always always good or always bad yeah it's always complicated right right okay i know i said i wasn't gonna do this is my last one uh-huh sure it is there's no way she's reading the notes off her arm yeah there's no way she would confuse the characters for snack 
and act. They look nothing like each other. Yeah, I was going to say uh, Mandarin, Mandarin, would you mm-hmm. assume? Mandarin is not the same as English. You can't, rhyming words like that don't, that's right. not it how it works. It doesn't work, it doesn't work that doesn't way. It doesn't work that way. The, the, one of the most frustrating things about learning Chinese of any variety is that there is so little correlation between what the characters look like and how they are pronounced. Yeah. So that if you see one you don't know, you're kind of just fucked. <laughs> Can George Sakai be my guardian angel? Right? That sounds great. I think we all need to be assigned an elder gay. Um, we all to- need a Mushu. <laughs> <laughs> or or yeah or a mushu like just a tiny a tiny magical creature to follow us around and assist on our gender journey if i had a little dragon whispering in my ear telling me how to walk and talk i would have been great i'd have done so much better it's so would have warned me off the blue eyeshadow right <laughs> also mushu just gets like all the best lines in this movie yeah i really love him as a character just like Cause like Eddie Murphy does a really good job of being like the comic relief and like, mm-hmm. cause like he's such an interesting, like conscious conscience character. Right. Um, because he's not necessarily like to use the D and D term, like lawful good. No, no, he's a very, he's going out for very selfish reasons. And like his motto is pretty much, I fucked up. I'm not going to admit to it. I'm just going to double down. I'm just going to fix it. Yeah. Yeah. Which like, Okay. Uh, that's one way to do it. Um, but also I think it's just like an interesting like dichotomy with Mulan who is doing this for very selfless reasons mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and is like trying to save someone else instead right. of themselves. Yeah. Of course men are disgusting when they're by themselves because women are the ones always taking care of them. Yeah, exactly. Because we don't expect men to take care of themselves or teach them how to. Right. So they just wait for a woman to come along and take care of everything for them. Yeah. <laughs> One of like my favorite lines I, I, that just gives me like really good trans feels is just, I've got a name and it's a boy's name too. <laughs> I was just like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. I remember that feeling. Uh <laughs> How many names do we have to try out before we find the right one? Sometimes you got to go through a few before you land. Let let me tell you. Yeah. Sometimes times, you got to go through two or three. It's okay. Before you land on something that feels right. I mean, you know. Talking about little bits of misogyny in this movie. We have a whole number, a uh, girl worth fighting for. That's pretty much just women are prizes to be won and are only valued are because they can cook and validate our egos. Yeah, it's tough. It's not ideal. It's not great. It's It slaps. It's catchy as hell. Yeah, yeah, it's catchy. But, like, the message is not phenomenal. Okay, this is, like, a little, a weird little linguistics thing. Um, but, like, I wrote in my notes, uh, everyone in the world calls their dad Baba. She calls her dad Baba. Uh-huh. And the, the Mandarin word for father is baba uh-huh. but like mama and baba are as close that we as we have as humans to a universal language because those are the two sounds that babies first make right so like though every language assigns a baby's first two noises to the first and second most important person in that baby's life right 
Mama and Baba. Right. So anyway, I just think it's funny. I've seen like I since I noticed this, I've seen at least a dozen movies yeah. where someone calls their their father some version of Baba, Papa, Pubba, yeah, something like that. We just have another movie with Harvey Feinstein doing beautifully drag. I know, I know. Like, just killing it. Okay, my last one is a line that hit me a lot harder as an adult than it did as a kid that I feel like really summed up, like, the message of the movie and that, like, just, like, resonated with, again, like, just made me resonate with this movie in a way that, like, I didn't remember resonating with it, Mm -hmm. which is just maybe what I really wanted was to prove that I could do this right so when I looked in the mirror, I could see someone worthwhile. Woof. Which, like, I did not remember this movie hurting this much. Yeah. And, like, that... You aren't allowed to read my therapy notes. (laughs) Those are confidential. Disney... What are you doing? How dare you read my diaries? Shut up. (laughs) 